welcome to the Champagne Lounge. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Champagne Lounge podcast. Today I'm joined with the fabulous Justine McLean, who was the second person to jump in and join the Champagne Lounge when I launched it earlier this year. Welcome to the show, Justine. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here and I'm thrilled to be a member of the Champagne Lounge too. I love I love having you in my world and my orbit and I'm so excited for this conversation because you and I both talk about this together a lot, both in the Champagne Lounge chats that we talk to, but also you and I offline when we work together. We're both reinventing ourselves and we have done this year quite a lot. Before we dive into the ups and downs of reinvention after a decade or two in business. Give us a little rundown on who you are and what has got you, what have you done, I should say, up until this point in your career? Well, gosh, I've been in business for a very long time, almost 30 years. Next year will be the 30th year for me. And I started uh, because, you know, when I had my first son, I just wanted to work from home. It wasn't a done thing back in the 90s, but there you go. I kind of uh, convinced the suits that I could do it, and I did. And, you know, my husband and I went on to open retail stores and we were you know, early adopters of e-commerce for the toy stores that we, that, you know, that we had. And then in 2016, when I was doing some freelance work, because I, you know, am a writer and have worked in publishing for a very long time. It was my original career and my first love. I found that so many women were asking me about this idea of working for yourself. How do you work for yourself? What are the ins and the outs of it? What are the things that I have to kind of really look at? Because at that point in 2016, that kind of work from home, that freelance culture was really growing. And so I guess you could say I leaned into that. Um, I, you know, when we had our retail stores, I was the one who had to do all the book work, the numbers. We obviously had to be across all of the things in business. And so I had a pretty broad spectrum on all of the aspects that I needed to, you know, cover in business. But the one thing that everyone was always getting stuck on was the finances. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to lean into that. And I really leaned into it. I went and got qualified as a BAS agent, which is kind of sits somewhere between a bookkeeper and an accountant, you know, did that and then started my own little kind of side, side hustle, I guess you could say, bookkeeping and doing BAS work for a couple of people. And, you know, of course, this little thing called the pandemic came along. I lost my freelance contracts uh, writing. And so I thought, yeah, people really need my help on that financial front now. I know what a, a difference that can make to a business. So then I, you know, started a company, Flossy Creative. And before I knew it, I had grown a, a you know, big practice where I was bookkeeping and providing BAS and compliance services for people all through the pandemic. Now, I sold that business early in 2013. Why? Because I was getting so many requests to really uh, help people on a broader scale to provide that financial education to industry groups and on a one-to-one basis. And for me, doing that, you know, being that educator, really helping women in particular step up and get those financial foundations sort of was so much more important than the day-to-day doing of bookkeeping. So I sold off my bookkeeping business and, yeah, in 2023, I am reinventing, I guess you could say, rebranding under my own name and really focused on online digital education and just working one-to-one and in groups to help people, you know, level up their finances. So that is me. 
I love that so much. Such a broad journey in terms of business experience and just just all the different levels, you know, like bringing that back into retail, but then into finance. And I love that you've got two business sales under your belt. Now, I remember probably when this podcast drops, I think it'll almost be to the day where you and I were sat in the Langham having high tea, celebrating that you had sold your business and I'd sold half of mine at the end of 2022. And so the reinvention phase, my love, this year has been reinvention. After 29 yes. years in business, running what what I would what most people could consider traditional but on your terms you know let's sort of use that loosely what's it been like starting from scratch again in year 29 well I yeah out of choice out of choice not out of um necessity it's out of choice right we need to keep reminding ourselves of that (laughs) yeah out of choice 100 percent I mean the thing is, I think the first thing for me is when I said goodbye to the, the part of my business that I sold, I also said goodbye to my team because I sold my business as a going concern. So that meant that, you know, I walked out the door at, you know, 5 p.m. on one day and the new owner walked in at 9 a.m. on the next day. And for all intents and purposes, nothing had changed. My team was still there. Everything still ran as normal. It's just that I was no longer the owner of the business. But When you have a team and they're a really good team and then you say goodbye to them and then it's just back to being you, it kind of reminded me of the early days in business where it was kind of, you know, when you were juggling all the balls and doing all the things. And so honestly, it's been a lot because, of course, I chose to do that while making a major life change, you know, moving three hours south of Sydney after living there for 32 years between renovations and moving and starting this business it's been a lot and I think as a business owner even though you know you and I have been in the game for a long time you actually underestimate exactly how much work there is involved <laughs> that in is starting an again it's <laughs> an understatement <laughs> yeah and you kind of naturally think um, oh gosh you know I've done this before I've done this a couple of times before in I think both our cases, this is going to be a breeze because I know exactly what to do. And yes, you know exactly what to do. But I think that it's not necessarily a reluctance to hire a team, but it's just that when you're starting out again, it's okay, you know, what do I actually need help with at this point? Uh, Because it's about sitting down and thinking about what this brand looks like, who the ideal customer is, what the journey is going to be, what the services are. And it's very hard to bring in team members when you're kind of still, you know, getting into the swing of what this business is going to be. Yeah, 100%. But then in in doing that, you know, we've got the skills of the last few years, few decades of knowing what systems to put in place and how quickly to almost execute them. Have you found that, that's been advantageous for you in reinventing what you're doing and creating new products and new services because you can do it much faster now you know the tech? Yeah, 100%. There's no question about that at all because I think when you're starting out, 
it's really uh, well what tech do I use what platform is going to work for me what's going to be the the most efficient use of the use of my time and the most efficient resource that's going to kind of get me from A to B and I think when you've kind of been there done that you know exactly what you're going to use for your podcast and to you know, talk to team when you've eventually got them and where you want to host your website and all those sorts of things. But it's still definitely the doing, I think, that is uh, coming unstuck because it's a, it's a reinvention in that you're almost, you know, deciding how you're going to build this as you're going. Certainly that's what it's been like in, in my case. I knew I wanted to create a digital course and I literally created this course as I was selling it which I, I know most people would recommend. I'm not sure I do. It's a lot of pressure. <laughs> I was with you as you were doing that, right? And just going, okay, it's week four and I've got yeah. week four filmed and ready to go because I'm, you know, I'm not quite ready and it's yeah. Sunday afternoon and I've got to go, which is kind of like the nature of bootstrapping and startup world and we're kind of going back to getting really scrappy. Now you've done that and you've done the whole scrappy-esque to it you and I are both taking stock and we talked about this offline about just taking the look at the end of the year we're recording this podcast in August it's dropping in December and you and I are both going to almost hit pause on some stuff right to go hold up hold up let's take stock of what we're doing why we're doing it would you put yourself back into the scrappiness of it or do you reckon that you actually almost need the time to stop pause and reflect along the way of starting something new yeah, I definitely think that you need to take that time. You need the white space. I mean, I always talk to my clients about finding the white space, you know, in that sort of day-to-day of running the business. And I think that so often as entrepreneurs, particularly when we're pivoting from one thing to the next, you know, and you and I both sold part of our business, then it was like, right, on to the next thing, because that's kind of how we roll. But I think sometimes it's that, you know, continuous momentum that can almost bring you unstuck. And honestly, I said to you uh, just yesterday that, you know, here I was sitting on a train headed to a retreat and I had a six hour train journey ahead of me. And I thought, right, I'm going to do all the things uh, in this six hours. I'm going to be super productive. And I literally stared out the window. (laughs) for just about all of that six hours uh, because I realized in that moment that I was physically, mentally, emotionally just spent and that I desperately needed to find that white space. And so that's what I'm doing now. Well, that's, you know, what I have been doing uh, by the time this airs. I hope I've had a couple of months of white space, just sort of taking stock, making sure that each step that I take from now on, because I've got the thing, I've got the course, I know it's a great product, that, you know, everything else kind of lines up behind it so that come 2024, I've got this great business that is really going to suit the life and lifestyle I want to have, as well as the business I want to have. Completely. The Champagne Lounge isn't just a podcast. It's an instant digital community for ambitious businesswomen and entrepreneurs like you wanting more connection, community and celebration. So wherever you are in the world, whatever stage of business you're at, if you're looking for that ultimate female cheer squad of like-minded women, head over to thechampagnelounge.com to come and join us. I love that you dropped that on the lifestyle piece because you and I have both moved three, three and a half hours outside of Sydney where we've called home for a number of years. Community factor, Justine, like having people around you in terms of their attack, I don't know, walk the dog with, have a cup of tea with, go for a wine with. You've moved completely to a new space and 
new space, new house, new business. You know, how are you navigating that from meeting people and having that connection piece with and meeting new people when you are reinventing yourself and in a new in a new space? Making friends as an adult, shall we say, new things. Yeah, making friends as an adult. It's not easy. And especially down where I am, down in the South Coast, because the area that I live in is very much a tourist town. So when you kind of look around, it's not uncommon to find that there is literally only one or two lights on in the in the entire street because the homes are all kind of tourist homes. But I'm lucky enough to have a few kind of friends down here who have big businesses and they just happen to be based down here so that connection being able to talk to other business owners is really nice and for me in this you know white space time that I'm having in this time where I'm kind of having a little bit of a rethink reset now and and I suppose redesigning life and business for this next phase for me um, I'm actually going to go and do some creative stuff I love painting and so I'm hoping that I'll meet some like-minded people uh, doing that. But uh, yeah, dogs are good though. You always meet people walking dogs. You definitely do. They're the best little creatures, aren't they? (laughs) They always bring a smile to faces. Yeah, they sure are. Yeah. Other than walking dogs and getting creative and obviously that's building that network in a new space, how has surrounding yourself with the right people at the right time benefited you since since the get-go, right? Like as business owners, we're we're leading lives and we're designing lives and creating things that's not the norm to most people that you come across. Yes. How have you intentionally put the right people around you to keep you moving forward? I think for me, you know, it's one of those things. So I'm, I really am an introvert. Um, I would much prefer to stay at home with a cup of tea and a good book than kind of go out and network. But when I go out and network, I absolutely love it. And I, but I find uh, that I can quite easily build those relationships, whether it is, you know, whether they start online, you know, in a chat on Instagram or whether I meet somebody at an event somewhere or actually through my podcast, that has been a great vehicle to actually meet a lot of super interesting people. And so for me, it then becomes a gut feeling because I think so often in business, you have to pay to play. Let's call it that. You know, you have to join an expensive monthly networking group or if you want that education as well you're paying to be part of something which ultimately leads to that business network and for me you know like and if you want to you know if that's the choice then that's that's great you know you can do that but I think there's lots of other ways to do it as well and I think one of them is to really you know use that intuition find those people who are your kind of people and then give more than you get, I suppose, um, is the best way to put it. Because so many people come into your world, particularly online and particularly at those networking events, and there's an agenda there. They're hoping to get something. But what I find is I tend to collect people. That's probably, that probably sounds silly, but (laughs) I tend to have people who radiate towards me who, um, you know, who I can help, but equally are happy to help me and who have my back if I just need to ring up and say, hey, you know, like, uh, what do you think of this idea? Um, and that is, it's it's really nice. And 
quite often those people might start off as contractors, um, someone that, you know, has been recommended to me that's fabulous to work with for something and, you know, then they turn out to be to be friends. And I think no matter whether it's a contractor or whether it's those business buddies or a vehicle like the Champagne Lounge, which you've got where, you know, you can meet a whole bunch of people who, you know, are on the same wavelength as you. I think it's so important to really not just surround yourself with a whole bunch of people, but to surround yourself with the people who get you and who, you know, you can have that give and take relationship with. Completely, 100%. And and I like that you mentioned there that there was no, sometimes it's best to go in with no agenda right? And just to see and yes. have space for the magic to come and the conversations to flow. Because I don't know about you, but one of the things I've learned along the way is you actually don't know who other people know, you know? So if you go in really hard yes. on a hard agenda, you're almost stopping the opportunities before you even know that they've even arrived, like could even be possible. Um, which is one of the things I really love about that magic space and not having an agenda and just having those opening conversations. So on that note, because it's no agenda, you know, the Champagne Lounge runs on not having that agenda there and just being there for when you need it. What have you loved about being part of the community? Because you've been part of it since I launched it at the beginning of this year. What What have you loved about it? Because I know that you've been to most calls most weeks and I've loved us talking in the mornings on the Monday mornings and also you and I have cooked dinner together a few nights on a Wednesday on wine time. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, so yeah. what what is it about the community that's keeping you engaged and, and wanting to be part of it? Well, look, first off, when it was just mainly you and I on the calls, it was fab because it was like a chance to kind of jump on and have a girl chat. And, you know, I mean, we kind of didn't even talk about business. We talked about floorboards and renovations and painting and colours and like all those sorts and dogs, like and all those sorts of things. I think the thing that I really like about it now, though, as the, the community has grown is, well, first of all, it's a really supportive space and it's what I would call a safe space. So I could go in there on a Monday morning and have my five-minute mental breakdown and everybody would be there to support me. But likewise, I could come in and say, hey, I just did this and everybody would be cheering for me. And so I think that is one element of the Champagne Lounge, something that you have uh, managed to create. But I think the other interesting thing is... um, you know, you can come in and you can, you know, someone will say, well, how's your day? What's happening? And and you can say something like, oh, well, I, you know, I just did this interview and, uh, you, you know, the sound worked, but the, the uh, you know, the video just didn't work because we had no juice in the internet. And next minute, you've got a solution for that. You know, have you tried doing this? And so I think there's that sharing uh you know, with, without kind of uh, worry about um, giving away trade secrets that you've just managed to engender within this space. And I think that's the really lovely part about it because everyone genuinely is just happy to, you know, share what they know or what's worked for them without necessarily giving advice uh, or talking at each other, and that I think is so important. So I I really love that about the community, and I know that that's just going to increase as the community grows. And I'm also equally sure that there's going to be lots of opportunities to collaborate with one another on 
that sort of uh, business front as well, which I think is super exciting. I love that you've mentioned that because it is that whole, it's that space of getting to know people, right? It's the, it's the conversation getting to know people because actually people have started to work together or started to suggest that, oh, this person might be able to help or even this, even we recorded it, um, jumped on a call last week. Someone said, oh, I'm looking for website clients. And someone else went, well, I sold that part of my business a week ago, uh, a year ago. And I get a, like an inquiry every week. Like, I'll just send them your way. Like, I can't send them anywhere else. Yeah. Though. And so it's just the magic that comes in that. And I'm a total agreement with you. As it grows, it's going to have even more magical moments. But I also still enjoy occasionally occasionally it's just me and one other or me and two or three other people, despite the fact the numbers are growing because it is there when people need it, which I think is fabulous. And what you've just said means that I I'm hearing it going, yep, it is the business bestie on speed dial, which is what I wanted to create. Now, Justine, the last thing I ask people on the podcast every time, how do you celebrate the successes in your business? What are the things that you actually mark as this is my goals and this is how I'm going to celebrate achieving them? Because as seasoned business owners, We've just said it on this podcast today. We sell things, we do things, and we dive straight into the next thing. <laughs> how do you, how have you stopping and starting and succeeding? Yeah, celebrating. I'm going to be really honest here and say that I am not as good at this as you are. I do, <laughs> I'm not a real drinker, so I don't have my champagne bottles lined up with the post-it notes on it. However, having said that, when I sold my business, I actually bought myself um, a statement piece of jewellery to celebrate that achievement. So every time I look at my hand, I think, wow, I did that. And, you know, for me now, uh, when I finish a launch, if I kind of uh, I get an opportunity that I didn't expect, I will shout us a meal or hubby and I will go out to breakfast or we'll do something that is really simple just to take a moment and acknowledge it. But I, I do have to get better. I do have to find my figurative champagne bottle and start to put those post-it notes on it. <laughs> yeah, it can be, it doesn't have to be champagne. I'm not pushing champagne onto everyone as you've just attested to, which is great. It's just great. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Justine, I have absolutely loved having you on the show today. I cannot wait to see the iteration that comes from your business in 2024, because I know after the year it's been and the, like the, the stepping stones you're putting into place, the new foundations, the new branding, all of the things that you've done this year are just going to completely skyrocket you into 2024. So I look forward to doing that. I look forward to sharing all the links to the new things in the show notes at the bottom of the episode. And I have loved having you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's always so much fun talking to you. Love you, always. Love you too. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Champagne Lounge podcast. If you'd love to be part of our thriving global community, head over to thechampagnelounge.com to join us.